This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Welcome back to the show, my great friend, Senator Rick Scott of Florida, former governor of Florida, by the way. He is also chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, so the cavalry's coming and Mr. Scott is uh, leading the cavalry. So thank you, Senator Scott. It's great. I just I had a bunch of things to ask you, um, but I just wanted to mention, I don't know if you saw the Wall Street Journal editorial. Hillary Clinton did it. You know, this whole dirty trick. There was no Russian uh, Trump collusion. There was no Alpha Bank Trump collusion. Vladimir Putin did not have any any inside stuff going on with Trump. Uh, Hillary lied her campaign lawyer lied. Also, Senator Scott, maybe worst of all, the national, Biden's national security guy, Jake Sullivan, was part of that big lie, and he's negotiating with the Russians. So I just wanted to give you a bite of that apple. It makes you mad. I mean, why? I mean, think about what she did. She tried to ruin the Trump presidency. Yes. She tried to make sure, you know, and, and by the way, I mean, this is this is national security. <clears throat> Sorry, why you know to put handcuff Trump's ability to do certain things because if anything he did with around Russia, it, you know they would yell and say, "Oh, there was some sort of collusion there." So why would you want to do it to the person that runs your country? She did it because she's a mean, evil person. Mm. These people need to be held accountable to the full extent of the law. And how can a guy like Jake Sullivan, you know, have a job right now? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Do you trust him? Of course not. Absolutely. You know, um, you're talking about how, I mean, she she is mean, by the way. She's always been mean. Uh, I don't know about her husband, Bill, but she has been mean. But here's the thing, Senator Scott. Uh, A, this Jake Sullivan hook is very important because he was part of the lie that sold this. They tried to bring down. They knew it. And they let it go on and on and on. So he can't be negotiating with the Russians or anybody else because the guy has no credibility. But that, you know, they, Senator Scott, they tried to bring down the Trump presidency. That's the way I'm looking at this now. They literally, you know, they kept it going and it occupied the president's time. And we had to have a whole impeachment hearing. They tried to bring down the presidency. It just, I mean, you think, why would, I mean, look, you know, I've I've run for office. You don't want to lose your election, right? But do you want you want the person that wins to fail? Mm. No. I mean, this is our country. I mean, how are you a patriot if you're trying to bring down and and, and create an inability for the president of the United States to do his job? And that's exactly what their intention was. I mean, I, I'm glad what Durham's doing. I hope he gets to the bottom of it. I hope Americans all understand exactly these dirty tricks they were doing. And if they violated the law, they ought to be in prison. Yes, sir. All right. Switching gears, Senator Rick Scott. Uh, Louisiana judge ruled that Title 42 cannot be taken down. Uh, The Bidens are going to go crazy about this. Uh, I know there's been some efforts in the Senate to legislate a continuation of Title 42. Or I know Bill Haggerty, Senator Haggerty, is a good friend of both of ours. 
um, would change the health mandate to fentanyl rather than COVID. Uh, what do you think is going to happen here, sir? Unfortunately, I mean, this is just a matter of time. Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, comes and testifies. He says, oh, the border's secure. It's a complete lie. They don't care. I don't get it. The Biden administration doesn't care that over 100,000 Americans died of a drug overdose. I mean, you just you hear the stories of these young people that made a mistake. They bought a Xanax online and then they're dead within minutes. I mean, that, they shouldn't have bought the Xanax online, but no one anticipated that you make that that mistake and you're going to die. That's going on all across the country. And the Biden administration, oh, they're, they're doing nothing about it. We've caught 45 ter- people on the terrorist watch list on the border. Think of how many people we didn't caught. The Biden administration, they don't care. They, the border is completely open. And it, it just you think, what is their purpose? Why don't they care about Americans? Because we've got, we've got this all over the country. So Title 42 is a big deal today. But the reality is, why would they intentionally not finish the wall? Why they wouldn't not turn on the lights when we have cameras um, that along the border? Why would they intentionally shut down our border security? What is their purpose other than there's more crime in the country? There's more death in the country. I don't get it. And they can't explain it. You know, that's it. It goes back to a great point. I don't see enough people talking about the wall, uh, which was partially built during the Trump years. Money was appropriated and the Biden stopped the whole thing. Uh, President Trump himself has I mean, he said it to me, but he's tweeted it out. Uh, you've got, you know, expensive machinery rusting <laughs> on these sites where the wall was supposed to have been built. I mean, remain in Mexico is working. The wall was working, would have worked. The border uh, patrol people wanted the wall, and um, people talk more about the wall, Rick Scott. And I think also, you know, what, can you legislate anything? Could you win a vote in the Senate on continuing Title 42 or turning it into a uh, – Yeah, but Schumer won't let us have a vote. Oh, he won't. We believe we, we, we believe we would win the vote. He won't let us have the vote. But stop and think about what they're doing, Larry. So – so Trump busted his butt to get border security. The wall was part of it, not the only thing. It was part of it. There's places where you need cameras and you need lights and you need roads and you need drones. But so it's all of the above. But what they did was they, when the wall was almost finished and the only thing left, I've been down there a bunch, hmm. the only thing left was a gate. They just didn't put it up. Hmm. Or you had the cameras up. They didn't electrify them. Hmm. Or they had almost the road finished. They stopped it. I mean, it's it's all in, it's intentional allowing people to come across our border. I'm from an immigration state. I am pro-immigration, legal immigration. I want people to live our dream. That's a capitalistic dream that you have to work hard to get ahead. I want them to come into our country legally. I want to continue to build the greatest country ever in the history of the world. But I don't want drugs. I don't want terrorists. I don't want crime. And what the Biden administration says, we don't care. We are going to make it open. It's just like I don't get the intent of hurting so many people in this country. Uh, over 100,000 people died, and 70% of it was fentanyl overdoses. Mm. And that's not – it's you know, it's, everybody thinks, oh, it's always a bunch of drug addicts. No, it's your kid that oh, he just you – know, he made a mistake. He bought a Xanax, and then he's dead, mm. just like that. You know, that just really well put, Senator Scott. I just want to say, listening to you on all those counts. 
legal versus illegal immigrants, the drug problem, the need for the wall. It's, it's a great, it's really, that's a great policy or set of policy views. Uh, so you're heading up the Senate Campaign Committee, and uh, that puts you uh, in, in the front rank, one of the generals in the cavalry that I hope is coming in November. Let me ask you, now we've talked about this, but uh, on the radio, you know, will the will the Republicans in the Senate and running for the Senate and, you know, either new seats or running for re-election, can they, are they capable of putting together a message to the public that we want to stop inflation, inflation's the number one issue, and there's basically two major issues here. One is we want to end the war against fossil fuel so we can produce more oil and gas and get gasoline prices down. And two, we want to stop this massive federal spending balance the budget so we can increase growth and reduce inflation. So I've got two segments here. I'm saying to the GOP, as the cavalry is coming, uh, can we improve energy policy and we can stop spending, move towards a balanced budget with low tax rates so inflation would go down and growth would go up. What do you think? Messaging, Senator Rick Scott? Is that possible? I'm asking too much. No, 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 no. That's what your that's what your expect, expectation should be. I mean, Larry, when you when somebody comes and asks you for your vote, they're gonna they should be saying to you, "How can I make your life better?" Mm-hmm. The most important thing for most families is they want self sufficiency. Either that means a job, or that means a government that doesn't cause massive inflation. That's I mean, those are the, those are things that you expect out of your government. So Republicans have have to we have to say these are the things we're gonna do to create a better job market, and to make sure we get rid of inflation, which means what we've got to do is we cut taxes and fees on American families and businesses. We've got to balance the budget. We've got to fix the supply chain crisis. How in the world can we have a, a baby formula shortage in the United States of America, in Brazil, in Panama, and every place else in the world has plenty of it, but we don't? We've got to reduce the permitting times to open a business, reduce the regulatory environment, we have got to get in there energy independent now. Mm. We can't and we and we can't say, well, yeah, whenever we get those batteries fixed so we could do the solar, it might, might be ten or twenty years. No. And then we gotta start paying down our debt. And the Federal Reserve is starting to start acting responsibly. Nine trillion dollar balance sheet is crazy. They've got to they've got to downsize their balance sheet because it's all those things have all doing the opposite, which is what the Biden Democrats are doing. All those things have caused inflation and caused us a negative GDP. And I think they're causing the Biden bear market in stocks. Oh, I mean, interest rates are up and and, and the market's way down. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's it, they're killing. Look at how you saw Target's numbers the other day. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in, I think in one day, Target was stock was down 25 percent. Inflation is just, you know, it's it's hurting the consumer and it's hurting their ability to make a profit. So, so I mean, but what they're doing for people right now in this country I mean, I grew up in a poor family. We lived in public housing. I watched my mom struggle to put food on. Right now, think of what these families have to say. Can I put gas in the car to get to work? Or can I feed those kids I've got? And they're making choices. There's more people going to food banks right now in Florida that, have, that had never gone before because of this. Is that um, – that's so interesting because Florida is such a prosperous state. Um, is that because there's no workfare – requirements is that the problem because the economy in florida is my understanding is it's quite good but we need first off we've got to get people back to work i mean think about it. when you go back to work one you feel better all right 
Number number two is you're in this. You you you've got skin in the game. You you pay payroll taxes. You pay income taxes. Mm. You can buy things. You pay sales tax. You buy a house. You pay property tax. So you're it's, it's building our entire economy, and more and more people have have success. But what we've got to do is we can't say if you're able-bodied. They they I don't want able-bodied Americans to spend more time trying to find another government program. They don't need to be, spend their time to find another job. Mm. You know, and constantly another job. That's what we all do. So we ought to have. We don't have work requirements for people. If you, if you know, we need safety nets. If you need it for a short period of time, but if you're able-bodied, you shouldn't, you you shouldn't, you know, put, there's plenty of jobs out there. You shouldn't be having to worry about food stamps or be trying to get on Obamacare, or, you know, or having some other program. You should be out there working and trying to better yourself. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. It's a great message too. I think people totally agree with that. So, um, Senator Scott, the cavalry is coming. You're on the lead. Uh, what are the toughest Senate races that you can share with us? Yeah, the the hardest. First off, we have 21 Republicans up, and there's only 14 Democrats. So that doesn't sound good. But Biden's numbers are horrible because of inflation, the energy prices, highest record gas prices, of open border. Afghanistan would just withdrawal was despicable. So so people want to re- elect Republicans. Ron Johnson has the hardest race of our incumbents to defend. Mm. But he's going to win. He stands. He stands for fiscal responsibility. He cares about his people. The Democrat, if they're going to have their primary in August, is going to be a, a Bernie Sanders disciple. We've got Pennsylvania, which will be one of our hardest races to defend. Pat Toomey's not running for reelection, hmm. so it's going to come. It's down Oz and Dave McCormick, Dr. Oz and Dave McCormick. Hopefully, they'll get decided in the next week or so. We, uh, Fetterman, the guy on the Democrat side, is another Bernie Sanders disciple. Hmm. I'm in North Carolina giving a speech this morning. Now, the Democrat is another Bernie Sanders uh, disciple, Cher- Sherry Beasley. We already have ads up about her. She was a Supreme Court justice in North Carolina and let unbelievable, horrible criminals out, uh, out vacated their sentences and let them out early. Hmm. I think I think Herschel Walker, it looks like he's way ahead in his primary. He's he's leading Warnick in the general election. Uh, we've got a primary out in uh, Nevada, uh, but we're going to beat Cortez Master there. We can beat Kelly in Arizona. We can beat Hassam up uh, New Hampshire. So I think we're going to we have every reason to believe we can get to 54, maybe even more Republican seats. Then we've got to go fix this country. We say we're hell bent on balancing this budget, getting this inflation under control, getting us back to a country that believes in capitalism and is building another, a better and better capitalistic system. See, I think that's a great message. Just, you know, what you said earlier regarding immigration and the wall and, and, and that, that conservatives favor legal immigration increases. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's a great message. Uh, I think protecting the border is a great message. And what you just said, I think a balanced budget, curb spending, curb inflation, keep interest rates down, boost the stock market. You know, I'd like to hear people talk about a balanced budget, but, a, you know, not root canal with with – Without Novocaine, this is a balanced budget that would have low taxes but would trim spending, unnecessary spending, of which there's trillions in that budget. I mean, balanced budget would send that mess. Balanced budget would cut inflation, Senator Scott. You know, I think these are great messages for the GOP. Larry, I did it. I did it. Eight years as governor. I balanced the budget every year, and I actually paid off a third of state debt, Hmm. over $10 billion, and I cut over $10 billion in taxes. This is – and cut – cut the permitting time, reduce the regulatory environment. And guess what? We added in eight years 1.7 million jobs. Mm. 
came number one in higher education, top five in K-12 education, 47 years (laughs) in our crime rate. All right. All the things we believe in are all doable. I got to jump. Senator Rick Scott, one of the leading statesmen in the Senate and leading the charge for the reelection campaign. Thank you, sir. We are all obliged to you.